are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, go with me to Isaiah, the 55th chapter. Isaiah 55, verse 10. For as the rain cometh down, and snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it to bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. Now let's stop there just a minute. Let me point out something to you. God says the snow and the rain comes from heaven to water the earth, and does not return, but it forces, I'm paraphrasing this, you understand, it forces the earth to produce. Now notice, you can have seed in the earth, But if the soil is dry, it will not produce. You could also have seed and water, but if you don't have any light, you won't have any production. You must have seed, water, soil, and light to produce. The Word of God is spoken of in the Scriptures as being the seed and also being the water, and it also brings light. The entrance of the Word brings light. So all you need then is the soil to plant it in. Now, I'm from the south. Somebody thought I was saying salt last night. (laughs) I'm saying soil, dirt. (laughs) Soil to plant it in. That's the heart of man. Mark, the fourth chapter says the heart of man is where you plant the seed. How do you plant it? By speaking it there. Now, we'll talk about it just a little further on. But now notice... The water comes down from heaven. Now, what did Paul say? He said, I planted Apollos watered, and God brought forth the increase. Well, now, Paul planted the seed of the Word of God. Apollos came along and taught the same thing and watered it. See, faith cometh by hearing. You don't get it just because you hear it once. Your faith doesn't get highly developed just by hearing one time. It doesn't come by having heard. It comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Then Jesus said to his disciples talking about, I am the vine, you're the branches, my father is the farmer. Thank God our God is a farmer and he knows how it works. And besides that, Jesus shared with us how it works within us. And he said, when a tree brings forth fruit, he purges it so it'll bring forth more fruit. Now that just simply means he cleanses it. Then he said to them in John the 15th chapter, said, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. The word of God will clean you up. It'll clean your thinking up. It'll get rid of the stinking thinking. See, now, in the other session, we spent a lot of time on elementary things that, you know, most people know. But just because you know it doesn't mean that it's actively in your consciousness. You know, we know a lot of things that we just kind of file away sometimes. And until somebody brings it back, we don't think about it. It is the will of God that we walk in victory in this life. That is a must for us to believe the scriptures concerning that if we are going to enter into the provisions that God has made for us. But now you see, this word that comes down from heaven, God said, it is seed to the sower and bread for the eater. It's seed for you to sow. Now you see, compare that with what Peter said. He said he's given us all things through the exceeding great and precious promises. What is it? It's the word that came down from heaven then what you do is you take that word and you sow it in the earth, which is 
the parable of the sower, the granddaddy of all parables, Mark 4 and Matthew 13, where it tells you how the kingdom of God works within you. And the kingdom of God is within you. Now, when Jesus said, pray that the kingdom come, the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven, that's the kingdom he's talking about, the one that dwells on the inside of us today. The kingdom has already come. Now, just stay around. It'll turn out all right. I'm talking about the spiritual kingdom that was set up inside every believer. This kingdom is no less capable of supplying every human need than the kingdom that will be set up in the New Jerusalem. But yet, we must have a working knowledge of how the Word works. That's why Jesus would talk about sowing a seed and reaping a harvest. Because He's given us complete insight into how to get the Word to work in our life. A working knowledge of the Scriptures in your life, in your everyday business affairs. So the word comes down from heaven. It does not return thither. It'll cleanse you. It'll water the saw of the heart and cause it to bring forth in bud. In other words, it'll force a production. See, some of you that have word of God in you that's been there for years and years, but it hadn't produced anything because it hadn't had enough water. You go out in the desert in the southwest and just see miles and miles of sand, a few cactus, Nothing green hardly at all except the cactus. But you let it come a thunderstorm out there. And in just a few days, they'll be green all over. The flowers and all things blooming. Why? Because the seed's already there. The seed's already there. But it doesn't have any moisture. But when moisture comes, it forces the earth to produce. It has no choice. That sand can't say, we're not going to produce. We're just going to be a dry desert. You can't be a dry desert. You just got rained on. And some of you are going to get your desert rained on tonight. And it's going to produce something. It'll force production in the kingdom of God. And that's what's happened sometimes. We've had the word of God in us, but we haven't had the water or the understanding of it, you see. The water gives you an understanding of it. That's why Jesus said if you don't understand the word, when you hear the word of the kingdom, Satan will steal it from you. But if you have an understanding of it, a working knowledge of it, you'll put it into practice and Satan can't steal it. So then, the word comes down from heaven, and it waters the earth, forces it to bud. So shall my word be that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whereunto I have sent it. Now, Psalms 107, verse 20 said, God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Didn't say he sent it to heal them. Said he sent it and healed them and delivered them. Now, as far as God's concerned, it didn't. Now, if you don't believe it did, don't tell God because he believes it did. What if some did not believe, Paul said? Would that make the faith of God without effect? No, said, let God be true and every man a liar. But you see, to the man that believes that it didn't, to him it'll be as though it didn't. Because he won't plant that word seed. See, the word is what he sent down to us to be the seed. And it'll also water the earth and cause it to force production. Now, I'm going to give you some examples tonight of how to get the Word of God actively working in your life. And I don't tell personal examples to get you to follow what I did, but to just give you insight into how you can apply these things in your everyday life. People get hung up on being too spiritual about some things. And there's some things in the Bible that we've just got to use some common sense with. And that's what Jesus did concerning the scriptures here. He'd talk about common sense things. 
and how you apply these in your everyday life. The sower soweth the word. So the promise is the word that we sow. Now, several years ago, I got a hold of this message. And when I got a hold of it and found out that you could say what God said until it got in your spirit, I didn't really know. I didn't have the understanding of it that I have today. I just knew it was in the Bible. And when I saw it was in the Bible, I started doing what the Word said to do. And I started saying what God said about me. And it looked like it's the furthest thing from the truth that I ever said. I started confessing I have abundance, no lack. And I started using it in just small things. Now, here's where sometimes we miss it. Some people want to wait until they got some big problem. Then they're going to operate. No, you learn to operate in the little things. So if you miss it and you fail, it's not a catastrophe. Don't wait till you got some life or death situation to try to confess the word or plant seed. You do it in the small things. Now, when I got a hold of this, I just started out doing it in little things. I'd believe God for a parking place when I went downtown. Thank God there'll be a parking place right in front of the store. I'm saying it in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, whosoever shall say, believe, doubt not in his heart, believe what he says will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Well, now, you can get it to work in that area. And what if there's not a parking place when you get out there? It didn't hurt anything. I mean, you're practicing your faith. But you see, first of all, we must realize this, and this is what I want to get into tonight and show you, that the first stages of saying and confessing the Word of God is doing very little to change the circumstance that you face or the problem situation that you face, and it is not essentially at that point removing the mountain. See, Mark eleven twenty three said, Whosoever shall say to the mountain. Well, he's talking about a mountainous problem that you face. Whosoever shall say to it, Be removed, be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe what he's saying will come to pass. The problem is that most people don't believe what they're saying will come to pass. Now, that's the reason that it doesn't work for most people. They have never developed any faith in the words that they speak. You know why? Because they talk all kinds of foolishness. Now, I know I'm going to get on some toes, but I'm going to stand there a while. Tickle me to death. Laughed, I thought I'd die. Just dying to go. Going to die if I don't. Woo, isn't that a big dog when it's a little bitty chihuahua? Boy, isn't it cold outside? 104. You don't believe what you're saying. Now, when it comes time for you to speak a word of faith, your words are going to fall to the ground because you release no faith in your words. See, these things are put into the human vocabulary to keep you from believing what you say will come to pass. They're injected in there by the enemy. To dilute what you're saying to where you won't release any faith in your words. You still out there or did you go home? Now somebody said, well, I didn't die because I said tickle me to death. No, no, because you didn't believe it. And you won't die because you say it a hundred times. But yet, you see what it's designed to do is keep you from believing what you say will come to pass. You've got to believe what you're saying will come to pass. Now, all of these things that God has given us are given through his exceeding great and precious promises. Well, now, if God's given them to us, where are they? Well, they're in the promises of God. That's the seed to it. Thank you for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before we leave the broadcast, we have a CD offer all this week. It's CD offer number 7311. It's three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, and it's entitled Authority and the Anointing. Now, if you don't know your authority, you're not going to do anything with the anointing that you have. 
You are anointed by the Holy Ghost and healing power if you have the Holy Spirit within you. But if you don't know you have authority to exercise that and cast out demons, heal the sick, and do all the things that Jesus did, then you're not going to operate in it. And this series will help you understand that. In Luke, the fourth chapter, we find that Jesus went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Now, they tell me that he didn't just choose what you was going to read. They chose certain scriptures on that day. And when you were chosen to read, you had to read a certain scripture. Isn't it amazing that the scripture that he was to read? Verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Notice, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book, gave it again to the minister, and sat down the eyes of all them that in the synagogue were upon him. And he began saying to them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now, it's amazing that the people of the synagogue had chosen that scripture that fit Jesus and the anointing that was upon him. Now, I want you to notice something. Jesus was the Son of God, but he never healed any sick until after he was anointed. When he was baptized in the River Jordan, the Spirit of the Lord descended upon him in the shape of a dove, and he was anointed. Now, notice that he said, The Spirit of the Lord has upon me because he's anointed me. And then he began to do great and mighty miracles. That's CD offer number 7311 for a total of $27. Have toll-free order line 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.